0: I want to tell you a story. It's fictional, but very much plausible. There is a 16 year old kid in his room playing video games. His mom comes in and asks, hey, have you studied for the SATs yet? And in typical teenage fashion, he goes, yeah, I'll get to it. His mom goes on to remind him that he needs to get a good score to not only get into a good school, but to get a scholarship as well. One Saturday, he lets his mom know that he's going to be out playing video games all day. And Of course, his mom rolls her eyes. He comes back later that evening and hands his mom an envelope and says, I'm going into my room to practice. Honestly, she thought it was for the SATs. But when she opens the envelope, it's a check for $34,000. And then she looks in the top corner and goes, what the hell is esports? What you have just witnessed is the entrepreneurial mindset through playing video games. Many people see this activity as just the mindless mashing of buttons in front of a TV. However, this is just another form of professional development that can spark new ideas, because quite honestly, a gamer is nothing more than an entrepreneur with a joystick. My name is Dominic Lawson, and welcome to the Startup Life. Let's begin. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. You asked for it and now it's here. Our first line of gear for the startup life is now available. Now you're able to tell the world not only do you support the show, but the type of entrepreneur that you are. Choose between the label yourself, create your own destiny, and how to make money t-shirts to help tell the story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. As you see, we're going to take it a little bit a different approach today. And we're going to talk about playing video games in the entrepreneurial mindset. So in the first segment, we'll talk about how playing video games builds patience and how you can benefit from that as an entrepreneur. Next, problem solving goes hand in hand with video games and building a business. We'll dive into that. Lastly, before we go to break. Once again, strategy just like problem solving goes hand in hand in both sectors. We'll come back from break and then we'll talk about saving. You definitely don't want to miss that. Next, then we'll focus on adding tools to the toolkit. As an entrepreneur, you're always trying to beef up your toolkit and beef up the skills and tools you need to be successful in running your business. And video games can be a great platform to do just that. Lastly, the methodical grind. You know, whether you're playing Final Fantasy, one of my favorite games, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, or building your business, understanding that it's a journey and not a sprint can go a long way. So, Startup Nation, I hope you're ready to receive great value, and let's take flight. One of my favorite games growing up as a kid was Final Fantasy, and it started with Final Fantasy 2 on Super Nintendo, and I don't know why, but from, from the first time I played it, I was hooked, right? Because for me... Uh, and if you're not familiar with, with video games, Startup Nation, uh, well, I know most of you probably are, but for some of you that aren't, Final Fantasy is uh, what is called an RPG game, which is short for role-playing game. It's a game that's kind of like basically it's an interactive movie or interactive story that you get to kind of chart the path of the characters in that story, right? And so one of the reasons I used to love Final Fantasy is the building of experience points, right? And so what would happen is, what you would do is that like, you know, you'll go and jet off on your journey to save somebody or to save the world or to save a king or whoever the case may be, right? And you would fight like ghouls and goblins and monsters and demons and spirits and non-spirits and, you know, the the your the inner demon of yourself, you know, like kind of comes out of you and you gotta fight that to, to reach a next level, or whatever. But the point I'm trying to make is that when you do all of this and fight these things and do extra whatever, you gain these experience points, right? You gain this kind of knowledge, if you will, right? And depending on what path you want to take, right? If you wanted to take the magician path, you would gain magician experience points. If you wanted to take the warrior path, you would you know, you know, would gain those type of experience points. If you was like a scout or whatever the case may be or a summoner, which is one of my favorite ones you can gain those type of experience points. Or even if you wanted to be a jack of all trades, some of the Final Fantasy games that I know that play later on, like 9, 10, and 11, they allow you to kind of be a jack of all trades. Uh, Let's say you you want to have uh, 25% of your arsenal as like summoner powers or 25% be dedicated to building your strength and another 25% being built uh, building your magic powers or whatever case may be. You get the point I'm trying to make. And so in playing those games and playing Final Fantasy and building those experience points, it put me in the mindset from a very early age that you have to trust the process, that you have to understand that there's a bigger goal in mind and that you got to trudge through the mundane and the boring, you know, in order to get the overall goal. And a lot of times what I would do when playing Final Fantasy is uh, I would go on these uh, little side quests or side missions. Or I would just mindlessly walk around the map, if you will, allowing for monsters to come and attack me. And why would I do this? Because my and the thing is that my friends, they would be frustrated by this. Like, dude, if you don't just like, all you're doing is walking. Like, you know, people who talk about Lord of the Rings is nothing but a walking movie. Dude, all you're doing is just walking. You're just walking. like That is so boring. Like Just go ahead, fight the damn monster so we can move on. But the thing they didn't understand is that the reason I kept doing the mundane over and over and over and over and over over again so I can constantly keep getting experience points and experience points and experience points and experience points, right? Because for me, in building my business and also in playing Final Fantasy, my thing was to take the, uh, what I like to call the Dick Cheney or the ant with the elephant gun approach. Let me explain. So in playing Final Fantasy, let's say the game just started, right? And your first big boss says that or it's recommended that you need to be at level 5 in order to destroy this monster. So what Dominic would do is I would just walk around aimlessly trying to find monsters to kill and like slowly and methodically build up my experience points so that way When I got to, let's say, level 20 and I fight this level five monster, I'm slaughtering them. I'm like straight up like, you know, like one shot, one kill or three, three hits, one kill. Or uh, if you play Final Fantasy, like, let's say at the beginning stage, every hit point that you hit is like worth 24 points but like if i'm build up to level 20 every time i hit this dude i'm hitting him with 200 points and startup nation for those of you who aren't you know video game savvy you know it, it makes sense basically what i'm doing is is that i'm building up my you know my muscle or whatever so that way when i get to the lower level boss levels i'm i'm easily tackling them and that's a lot like your business when you're constantly Trusting the process and constantly building those experience points when you do hit a rough patch or you do hit like a, um, a Quota you have to meet or a benchmark you have to meet. It's nothing to you It's absolutely nothing because you've been slowly methodically and mundanely and boringly enough been building those experience points to where when you hit that That point it's like dude. That's all you got like that. That's that's easy And when you're building your business, you know you're going to hit those points. You're going to have benchmarks you got to make. You're going to have deadlines you got to meet. But when you're building those experience points and you're trusting the process, it's a cakewalk for you. And as an entrepreneur, it can be a really good asset for you to have. Startup Nation, when I was a kid, you know, besides Final Fantasy, another game I used to love to play was Street Fighter. I love—oh, my God. I used to love Street Fighter. I always played with either Chun-Li— or I would play with Guile, right? Because I thought, you know, Chun-Li, I was pretty... I had, for some reason, I had kind of mastered a lot of her moves, or whatever the case may be. And with Guile, I just thought he had, like, you know, a really cool haircut. And he was American, so it was like, you know, American power. He had the American tattoo. He was like, Sonic Boom! And I thought that was just, like, dope, right? Like, super dope. And so, when we got our when I got my Super Nintendo right and, I, and my parents purchased Street Fighter for the Super Nintendo, which let me go on a side note here. The crazy thing is that a lot of times people uh, who play video games back in the day as opposed to playing video games now, they're always astonished at how the game cartridges then, you know, cost more than the games now. Even though the games now are far more graphically better than those games. But the thing is, that cartridge costs more than the disc, right? The disc discs are very cheap, and the cartridges cost more because, like, you know, this hard plastic, you know, this that, and the other. Even though they're hard to kind of pirate. So, but that's you know here. That's just the entrepreneurial mindset going on in my head just now. But anyway, uh, back to what I was saying. I used to love Street Fighter, and my parents bought it uh, the cartridge for me uh, for the Super Nintendo. And I was like, oh, man, I ain't got to go to arcade no more. Which, okay, side note, startup, startup nation. Another reason why we don't have arcades anymore is because the rise of video games, uh, video game consoles, and now even video game consoles are on the attack because we have mobile games. Mobile games are starting to overtake video game consoles. So that's just the evolution of gaming, but I'm sorry, got got sidetracked entrepreneurial mindset. Going back to the story. So they bought me Street Fighter and I was like, "Man, I'm going to dominate this game. I'm going to play up, I'm going to be up all night playing video games, eating lemon cookies, favorite cookies of course. Uh playing video games and it's just going to it's about to go down." And so, I had never beat the game in the arcade and it was frustrating, okay? And, you know, I feel like, you know, playing on the Super Nintendo gave me the ability to practice game, master the game with my favorite character, Chun-Li, of course, because I had mastered all her moves for the most part. And for some reason, when I had Chun-Li and I got that, got to a certain point, I want to say it was uh, Vega, if you play, if for those of you who are familiar with the Street Fighter, I got to Vega and I was like, I can't beat this dude. I cannot beat this dude. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I got to do. And for the life of me, I could not beat Vega. I could not get past Vega. So what I would do, cut the game off and then, you know, turn it back on. or I hit the reset button and then I'll play with Guile. Same thing, got all the way to Vega and I could not beat him for the life of me. And I'm like, man, what, what's going on here? Like, what is it about Vega? Now Vega's pretty quick and agile, but I could not beat him. And so that presented a problem that needed to be solved. And so sometimes when we're in our business, we have to step away from the problem at hand. Right. Kind of like you have to kind of like step away, get some clarity and refocus. And I did this when I couldn't beat Vega in Street Fighter. Right. I would, you know, step away and try to refocus and rethink and i made up this crazy thing called the gamer spirit right like my gamer spirit was low because you know i'm keep trying to attack 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 and it's not working right now so i had to step back and refocus and a lot of times in your business you have to do exactly that you have this this deadline that you got to meet but for some reason the the order of what you're trying to do to meet meet the quality standard that you've set or this issue just keeps coming up to where, like, it's just not right. And sometimes you got to step back. Sometimes you got to step back and look at the bigger picture. And that's kind of what I did. So I took a step back and I was like, well, hell, I can't beat this dude with my two favorite characters. Let me just try it with somebody else. So I went and got Blanca. And if you know Blanca, he's, he's not very agile like Chun-Li. He's very limited in his attacks unlike you no know, guile but for some reason it worked craziest thing and sometimes in your business like when you're you're up against the wall and you're just kind of like fuck it and you're not really sure how to move forward sometimes you just you just throw a dart on the wall and it lands exactly where you needs to and sometimes when you're in your business you just try something like what you know what's the worst that can happen and for some reason it just works and so that's part of understanding that sometimes you got to take a, take a step back, but also understanding that you have the ability to figure it out. Now, sometimes it'll be, you know, it'll be luck, you know, or sometimes it'll be something that you churn and churn and churn and and you figure it out. In this instance, I just threw a dart and it just worked, you know, and playing with Blanca, of course, and got past Vega. I beat the crap out of him too. But, um, but understanding that as an entrepreneur, you have the ability to solve problems. That's the number one asset that an entrepreneur has, the ability to solve a problem. In this video game example that I gave, the problem was trying to beat Vega. And so in understanding having to step back and, you know, figure out how to move forward, whether it be just, you know, just trying something, because that's part of the problem solving process, right? It's just trying stuff. When we're in our business and we understand that problems will arise Know that your ability to solve problems is the one thing that can get you forward. And I can tell you firsthand that I learned that lesson a long time ago in playing Street Fighter. It's crazy, I know. Lastly, before we go to break, one of the games that I love playing right now on PlayStation 4 is Sniper Elite. I love Sniper Elite. Well, currently Sniper Elite 4, but I play, you know, 1, 2, and 3. And the reason I like Sniper Elite elite besides the fact that uh i'm prior military it's that it's not like it, it's not like gears of war or halo not the not the you know talk about those games in a negative light they're not my cup of tea but in those particular games it's it's like you know rambo type style run up into a place blast everybody but in sniper elite it requires strategy right like you have to plan your approach and not only that you you have very limited resources. You have like you know a knife and like maybe 20 rounds with your sniper rifle, and you got to go and take out like 200 Nazis in this in this one level. And so, understanding that you know now there may be times where you know you may have to go into a place, you know to you know shoot it up because you need you know a lot of people in the room to die quickly, right? If it. We're talking about video games, people, so calm down, okay? But if you gotta go into a place real quick, you gotta kind of blast up the place really quickly because if you don't, you know, you can't take a, a sniper rifle into a room in a small room full of five people. You're gonna lose. And so, in playing a game like Sniper Elite, it forces you to think about strategy, to think about how do I wanna plan this approach? And so, when we talk about strategy, and as it relates to entrepreneurship and building the business, the one thing I think about is scaling, is scaling the business, right? It's one of those things where me and Kendra just had a meeting with our mentor yesterday. We talked about how you want to do the most with the least. Meaning that, you know, and because the thing is, we've started hiring some people in ours to kind of build some things out. And so that's, you know, we're scaling in that regard. And so understanding that you want to do the most you can with the little you got for as long as possible. And that requires a lot of strategy, because the thing is, that can be a bit that can be a bit difficult, right? Because you're trying to grow this business and scale this business really fast. But sometimes you can scale it too fast. And so when you do have limited resources, you have to understand how to maximize each resource to its fullest capability and that requires strategy you know it's not really smart to just okay store a under my fr- under my business is doing pretty well it's not i haven't maximized his potential just yet but it's doing really well let's go ahead and open two more stores that's not the proper strategy that's not really smart you want to maximize what you have now before you move on to the next thing and so like when i play games like sniper elite or back at you know earlier in my day uh and i used to play ghost recon same thing it's all about the strategy understanding that in your business that you shouldn't just go charging you know because that's when you like open up those other uh those two other stores like i said in that example that's that's char- that's the equivalent of charging into a room going rambo style and, you know, it's it's not the right course of action. But methodically and slowly, thinking about the approach and planning your approach and thinking about other, you know, option A, option B, if something goes wrong while in the approach is a strategy that I learned while playing video games. And it's a strategy that a smart entrepreneur would employ in their business. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I hope you're getting great value from our video game session. I know it's different, but I think it's pretty cool. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson and you're listening to The Startup Life. If you are a teacher looking for great resources, look no further than Owl's e-commerce store on Teachers Pay Teachers, the store name Teaching with Owl's. Enjoy great lessons based on short stories from great authors such as Kate Chopin's The Story of an Hour and Edgar Allan Poe's The Mask of the Red Death. And no worries, teachers. All lessons are Common Core aligned. All right, Startup Nation, so let's continue. So I remember going to a place called EB Games, which is a very old statement, which dates me pretty well. Um... But I remember seeing this game, and I was like, man, that is dope. It's like, it's scary, but it looks super dope. That game was Resident Evil 2. I had never heard of Resident Evil. And, you know, I don't know if because I'm on the spectrum or whatever, I never like to go out of order of things. So, for example, usually I would never play Resident Evil 2 before I played Resident Evil 1. But for some reason, this game, was just it just looked really dope. And so I bought it. For the uh, PlayStation 1. And man, it was awesome. Oh, so awesome, right? But, you know, and and it was one of those... It was kind of like an RPG RPG game, but it was like an RPG slash horror slash action slash strategy or whatever, right? And so... In this game, you know, you can go long stretches solving puzzles, beating monsters and liquors and zombies and, you know, learning about the the background of the infection from the umbrella company and all this other stuff, right? And so you needed these things in the game called ribbons, right? Because it was kind of crazy, like, in order to save the game, you had to, like, uh, save it on a typewriter, and so you needed to collect these things called ribbons, you know, like a typewriter ribbon. In order to save the game, and I remember, I'll never forget it. Oh my God, I'll never forget it. It was Resident Evil Three. I was on this long stretch of playing the game. I think it was called Resident Evil Nemesis, and like the little Nemesis dude or whatever, he would like come out randomly and like you know beat the crap out of you. Right, he was like, oh crap, it was really scary. And one time he came up on me and I beat him. I was like, oh my God, yes. And in my Thinking I forgot to save. And so when I, you know, went on the game, I eventually died. And as soon as I died, I was like, oh, okay, cool. No problem. Because I know I said, wait a minute. No, I didn't. I didn't save. Like, oh, my God, I didn't save. So imagine, like, playing for, like, a straight hour. And you've gotten, you know, a huge chunk of the game, like, you know, conquered or done or whatever. And you don't save and you die and then you got to start all the way back from where you, from whence you came and you're like man this sucks and so it is very important when you're playing video games or running a business to save okay as, as a you know as a you know and always have backups and contingencies in place Uh, For example, like, you know, in the back in that back in that time for a PlayStation, it would be your memory card would be your backup. Right. In your business, if you're like making something on the computer, you need to save like on a on the hard drive or an external disk, like a thumb drive or in the cloud. Right. If you deal with the cloud. Right. But always remember to save. That's a, that's a lesson I learned, I swear I got from video games, you know, and it benefited me, not just in our business, but in school as well. Think about like, if you, you know, you're back in college and you got a term paper you got to write or you got a, you know, an essay or something you got to write. And that bad boy's got to be like 20 pages long and you didn't and you are on page 18 and you, you think, you know, you're rounding third heading home and then everything goes kaput. And then you turn your computer back on, you're back at page two. You're liable, you know, you liable to have that feeling like I'm gonna chunk this computer out the window. But in business, you definitely want to do that. I can't tell you how many times the content that we create, we we save constantly. We save constantly. But when it comes to saving, it's not just like content that you create, but it's also money as well. Just because, you know, the business is doing well and you got a cash surplus of like, say, $50,000. It's cool that you got $50,000, but maybe it's not so wise. Well, let me let me say something before we get into that. You got $50,000 in cash reserves in your business, right? Keep in mind that belongs to the business. If you take that, if you take $20 out and go buy, I don't know. You go buy a uh, something for a PlayStation or something for a video game or buy a mobile app that has games on it, right? You're, you're taken away from the business. I wanted to make sure I point that out since we were on the subject. But anyway, if you have fifty thousand dollars in fifty thousand dollars in cash reserves, that money belongs to the business. Which means that just because you have fifty thousand dollars in cash reserve doesn't necessarily mean you should take that trip to Cancun. Doesn't necessarily mean you should buy that new car because you never know when. Not necessarily if something goes wrong in your business and need that cash, but what if there's an, an investment opportunity to acquire an asset that could help that business? If you spent that money and you did it big in Cancun, that cash reserve isn't there anymore. And so saving in whether it be video games or in your business can be beneficial. Because, I mean, we've seen plenty of stories of people blowing cash reserves and, you know, they didn't have the the, the capital To make the acquisition of a company, like let's say you're you do, you know you make widgets. Company A, you make widgets, and you're a company, and Company B makes widgets as well, and they're falling on hard times, and but you know, and their product will go out of business. But they have you know, in doing business, Company B, they've acquired a part of the market that you weren't able to reach. And so, if you don't have that fifty thousand dollars in cash reserves to buy that company, then you can't scale. And that's a missed opportunity. So understanding that saving in your video game or in your business is very crucial, and that's something that I learned while playing Resident Evil Three. Damn Nemesis, Startup Nation. Another thing I learned while playing video games, as it prepared me for the path of entrepreneurship. Unbeknownst to me, because I didn't know, I was just I was just playing video games, and I was just playing video games that I like. But as You know, the purpose of this episode is me is reflecting back to my youth. And, you know, one of the things I have come to know is that playing video games has prepared me for this journey. And so I'm kind of sharing that with you now, uh, Startup Nation. But anyway, back to the task at hand. I know we talked about Final Fantasy earlier, but I'm going to go back to Final Fantasy again to kind of prove this next point. Another thing with playing RPGs and Final Fantasy is that you have, like, these side missions, right? And I know we talked about it a little bit, but I want to go in a little bit more detail this time. You have these the side missions, right? Like, let's say you have the main journey, okay? And then you have uh, side missions where you want to go and get, like, a whole bunch of experience points. I remember in Final Fantasy Nine, I believe. Or was it ten? No, it was Final Fantasy Eight. Back in Final Fantasy Eight, there was this island, right? that had like these monsters that was given like huge experience points, huge experience points, right? And so if you defeated these monsters, you got these points and you built up and leveled up your characters really, really, really fast, right, which would be beneficial based on what I was, on the example I was given earlier in the show. But another thing in these side missions is that a lot of times, not only do they have like a situation where you can build more experience points, but sometimes they have like, like a rare weapon, or rare spell that you can learn, you know, that you can defeat the game or beat the game without those rare medals or rare weapons or rare summons or rare spells or whatever. You can beat the game without them just fine. But boy, if you find them, there's hell to pay for the the bosses that you have (laughs) uh, waiting for you down the road in the main storyline, right? And so when I think about playing Final Fantasy and playing those side missions, and getting those rare spells and weapons and stuff like that, I'm adding more tools to the toolkit, right? It's almost kind of like video game professional development, if you will, right? And so when you're when you're the entrepreneur, right, a lot of times you're going to go on a few side missions, right? For example, in building the business of Owls, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, you want to try to get the edge on your competition with, right? And so you start learning about different things that take you on a, a slightly diverted path. For example, I have taken webinars on how to use Pinterest. I took a webinar on how to start this podcast. I took a webinar to uh, make videos that we make on our e-commerce stores. I've taken side missions on my path to entrepreneurship, on a lot of different things, and has made me a more well rounded, a more determined, a more honestly hard to compete with entrepreneur. Because the thing is, is that not only am I gaining experience and I'm gaining tools and I'm gaining tricks from those tools and tricks that I've added to my toolkit, I've actually been able to leverage those things that I've come to. Uh, that knowledge I've acquired to uh, serve as icebreakers when I network. So, if, you know, you go to like, you know, if you went on a Pinterest webinar and there's like a Pinterest, I don't know, networking event, because that's a real thing. You know, you have a, a network into a whole new market. And so when you're adding tools to your toolkit and you're going on those side missions as an entrepreneur, you're not only adding value to your business, you're adding value to yourself as an entrepreneur, and in return, people are going to see you as a go-to for certain items. I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me, Dominic, do you know about this? Dominic, do you know about that? And a lot of times I do know at least a little bit about it, right? Because I've always had this thing about, I don't know everything. Dominic doesn't know everything, but Dominic knows a little bit about a lot of different things. Because I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly doing professional development. I'm constantly adding tools to my toolkit. I'm constantly going on side missions. Now, granted, you don't want to go on side missions for too long, right? Then, you know, you go veer off way on on another path that, you know, it's not beneficial, right? Like in life, everything requires balance. So going on those side missions... Every once in a while, adding tools to your toolkit, it can be very beneficial as the entrepreneur and ultimately can be beneficial in your business. And I swear, I got that mindset, that way of thinking from playing Final Fantasy. And lastly, Startup Nation, before we end today's show, one of the games I love playing right now is MLB The Show. I love MLB The Show. Uh, I used to play baseball in high school. I swear, if I had a coach who actually taught me the game a little bit more, I would probably be playing professional baseball right now. Cause I love baseball. I just never had a really a person to kind of really show me the game, but that's neither here nor there. He was an excellent guy. Don't get me wrong. I love that. Love that baseball coach, but I don't know if he was just. Anyway, that's that's a whole other story, Startup Nation. But anyway, I love MLB The Show. And the thing is, if you're a baseball fan and you love the game of baseball, you know it's all about the numbers, right? It's all about the numbers because baseball is one of those sports where you can play 20 years easily. You can easily play 20 years. Average football career is like two years. Average basketball career is like four to six years, right? But, you know, the average baseball career is like between seven, eight, nine years, right? And that's, that's including not just MLB, like the show, the top tier, but also single A, double A, triple A, you know, semi-professional, whatever the case may be, right? But anyway, one of the things I love about baseball is the methodical, slow grind of it all. Because the thing is, like, the reason, you know, unfortunately, the reason baseball isn't, you know, as popular as it used to be, it isn't as, you know, as dominant as it used to be, because we live in an era in in sports and entertainment where it's all about the highlight. It's all about the the quick fix, right? And so baseball doesn't have a lot of that. Honestly, 90% of a baseball game is you standing around, right? Let's let's just be honest. But the thing is, like, the slow, methodical nature of baseball allows you to appreciate the process, and especially the fact that you have those tiers, single A, double A, triple A. It it forces you to understand, like, there is a journey to take. There is a path to success. And so when I play MLB The Show, I think I've I've never completed an entire career because by the time I um, you know, start to get like in year 10, there's a new MLB The Show that's out and I want to buy it. But now they have a situation where uh you can transfer the character from, you know, from like 16 MLB The Show to 16 to MLB you know, The Show 17 or whatever, but that's neither here nor there. But in playing that game, there's a slow methodical process, right? Like where you got to get hits and, you know, I think I play center field, uh, where you get hits and, you know, get bunts. And, you know, you slowly add the numbers to your Hall of Fame career, right? And it takes time and effort and patience, if you will. That methodical grind, it lets you know that, you know, the... The reward is coming. The reward is coming, but it's a slow, methodical trudge. And when you're thinking about building a business, a lot of times people want to be the the LeBron James of business, right? Where you know they want to have the high. No, only in this. Not that LeBron James and basketball and football players don't work hard and there's not a journey. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about the perception that is put out into society. People think like it's just this, you know. Um, I I hop off off the couch and I'm great. And that's not how this works, right? And so a lot of times in building a business, you want to, like I gave in the earlier example, you want to scale fast or you want to have your name in lights instantly or you want to get an office space right off the bat. And the thing is, you know, the thing is like ours has been in business for four years. We just We just moved into our business space yesterday, right? It took us four years to get to that point, right? Because we understand that it's not a sprint. It's a it's a it's a slow methodical grind. It's a slow methodical marathon. And the thing is, like a lot of times people want to have it now, 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 now. But if you understand like the the success or the reward when building a business, it's waiting for you. It's not going anywhere. But if you try to hurry up and get there fast, it will disappear in a heartbeat. It would, it will go literally go poof and be gone. But when you're slowly, methodically and with a lot of effort on that journey, you're going to get there. OK, you're going to get to the the plateau that you're seeking. And so when I see baseball players and when I'm playing MLB the show, that's what it's 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 kind of like reinforcing that mindset in my head because I relate playing MLB the show to how we scale out. I know the reward is there. It's at the mountaintop waiting for me. But I understand, like, I got to go the long methodical process and so when people say you're scaling too fast that's what they're talking about people are, people are trying to scale a business way too fast where it it's scary and they like scaling a business that fast is not sustainable it's not but the slow methodical process is because the thing is like if you're trying to get a you know look whatever inspiration or uh motivation for you to start a business where to get like boats and cars and all this stuff that's fine i i don't knock people for that i don't i make it an effort not to spend other people's money okay i just don't but if that's your motivation and that's your grind understand that like the boats and the cars they're not going anywhere like there's not like this deadline to where like you know you know, on March 20th of 2020, there would never be no more boats, no more cars, no more big houses, no more fancy lifestyle, no more, you know, luxurious vacations. Like it cuts off right then and there. Now, if that was the case, I would understand why you're trying to scale fast, 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 fast. But if that's not true, then there's nothing wrong with the slow, methodical grind. OK, now you don't want to go too slow. Let me just be you know, be transparent about it. You don't want to go too slow because going too slow, you can miss opportunities. Like that thing, you know, like the example I said with the cash flow, not the cash flow, the uh, cash reserve example, you you can miss opportunities by going too slow. Right. And you definitely don't want to be in a situation where you fall victim to uh, paralysis by analysis. I get that. But at the same time, at the same time, the slow methodical process, understanding the journey. And there's going to be a few dips here and there. That's expected. Just like, uh, you know. A Baseball player goes through droughts. They go, hell, they go through, um, they go through hit spells to where, you know, they go, uh, I'm sorry, they go through hitless streaks. That thing, that happens, you know, to where like they lost confidence or whatever the case may be. And then building a business, they do the same thing where, you know, people are not paying you on time. There's a cash flow issue. You know, employees not coming to work on time or employees going through something. They can't come to work at all. Like, those things happen. But understand that, you know, that slow, gradual, methodical grind. Because I see people all the time, like, savage grind and hard grind and, you know, you know fast, 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 fast. Scale, 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 scale. And that's great. But that type of scaling is not sustainable, like I said earlier. And so, honestly, I really got that, that slow, methodical grind, which is sustainable and real. From playing games like MLB The Show. So here's my final take. You can learn a lot about entrepreneurship in many different facets of life. Some people go to mentors. Some people read books. Some people just dive into it. But playing video games is a very outside box of the way of doing things. Like going back to that the story that I gave in the opening monologue, right? You know, that kid was of the mindset like he already knew what he wanted to do not to say that you know he he's not going to college because he can do both right but he understood that there was an opportunity in something that he absolutely loves which is playing video games he understood the opportunity really early and he pounced on that and sometimes just like his mom not everybody gets it not everybody understands so when you're playing video games Understand that you can it can spark ideas. It's a form of professional development because, you know, given the side mission uh, example, a lot of times when we create our curriculums, we have paired text and like paired items like a like a test assessment that can go with the curriculum. That's no different than downloadable content like you get for a video game. Right? So, you have the main game, and then you have like downloadable content like expansion packs and maps and stuff like that. And so, in our business, we have the main curriculum, which is like the main video game. And then we have like assessments and tutorial videos, which are like expansion packs and downloadable content for the curriculum. So, simply put, when you're playing video games, entrepreneurs and Startup Nation, you don't have to feel guilty. Just see it as a way to manage your creativity. Maybe it'll spark a few ideas. Maybe you see it as professional development, but see if there's a lesson to learn and make that lesson connect to how you run your business. All right, Startup Nation, so that's going to conclude today's episode. I know it's off our normal type of content, but I thought it'd be a little fun to kind of make the connection between entrepreneurship and playing video games, and I think I'm probably going to fire up the PlayStation right now. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or like the advertise on the show, send us an email to the address in the show notes. Subscribe to The Startup Life as it can now be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Also, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at... Owls LLC. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.